All right, the book of Matthew tonight, Matthew chapter number 4, Matthew chapter number 4, and we look forward to uh, continuing in this thought of uh, with the winning of souls and being a witness and getting prepared uh, for our move and uh, all that the Lord has for us, and it'll be nice uh, when we move because we're going to have more space. Uh, we know it's where the Lord wants us, uh, but there's a whole host of people uh, that need the gospel. Uh, I'm, I'm anticipating, I've been praying, I've driven down streets, anticipating uh, us to be able to get over in that new part of town for so many of us and uh, talk to people about the Lord, see many people saved, uh, see people helped. And so uh, as we continue to, to look forward to that and get over there, I just want us to be reminded of some things and uh, have some things refreshed in our mind. Matthew chapter number 4. Everybody awake tonight? Everybody okay? Got in before the rain? And I'll let you out before morning. Matthew chapter number 4. Two verses tonight. Verse 18 and 19. And Jesus, walking by the sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. He saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers. Of men. They were already fishers. But Jesus said, I'll make you fishers of men. And tonight I want to talk about that subject just for a few minutes. We talked about the winning of souls. We talked about the winners of souls or fishers of men. Uh, that thought tonight. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, thank you for the opportunity to open the Word of God. May it be a help to us. May the Holy Spirit of God uh, work in our hearts this evening. May we be reminded about some. Uh, serious things. May we uh, be reminded of what a relationship with your son will do for us. Uh, we ask that you use this tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, many of us uh, probably uh, are very familiar with this passage of scripture. Uh, the Lord Jesus uh, sees these two and we know these disciples, these apostles. He called to uh, ministry and we find this passage here. We find two. We find Simon Peter and Andrew, his brother, uh, we know that what they did for a living was fish. The Bible says they were fishers. Jesus, as we've read, compelled them. He said to them, follow me. Now, what was the admonition by the Son of God? To follow him. Follow him and there'll be a result that comes. Now, we follow Christ. There's a lot of results that will come for us following Christ. A lot of times, we, uh, this flesh, we can't get victory over us because we haven't determined to follow Him. Uh, sometimes we don't uh, uh, become all that we could be as a Christian because we're not following Him. Uh, we don't do the will that God has for us because we're not following Him. But in, in this scripture, uh, Lord Jesus says, if you follow me, there'll be a result. So if we're really following Him, there's going to be a result. Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Jesus uh, petitions these two. He comes to these two, and he says, all right, this is your profession. We see that you're fishing, you're fishers. Leave that, follow me. And he gives them an illustration that they could understand. I'll give you something else to fish for. I'll give you uh, men to fish for. Follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. So, ladies and gentlemen, if we're following Christ, as we should follow Christ, a result that should come from that is to be a fisher of men. 
And too many times I think we as Christians, we're focused on what we can uh, do with a talent, with a skill, with a profession. And if we'll follow the Lord, we need to realize it's important as we follow Him that we'll become fishers of men. Christ is giving them a new purpose, a new profession. As you leave what you've been doing and you follow me, you realize what He was asking them to, to do, to forsake everything and follow Him. Forsake their profession, forsake their homes, uh, uh, to leave family behind, leave everything they knew to follow Christ and serve Him. And He was going to make them fishers of men. He was going to give them a new purpose. Uh, and that's something that, uh, as you think, is, is in our Christian life and uh, as we grow, God does give us a new purpose. It's a great thing in the life of a Christian when the old things that we just got up for, uh, they may still be there, but there's something else that just drives us. And Christ gives us a new purpose. Uh, their profession where they were fishers. Now he says, I'll make you fishers of men. Instead of every day wondering how many fish you're going to catch, you'll wonder how many men's souls uh, that you can point to the Son of God. He gives them a new purpose, a new profession. Something just to keep in mind, this isn't the Bible study tonight, but it's something for you and I to keep in our mind. Uh, whenever our uh, zeal for souls is dampened, there's probably a direct correlation with how closely we're following our Savior. Uh, whenever we say, well, I just don't think uh, that's something I want to get a part of. Well, hold on. We've got to think here. As we follow Christ, He will make us fishers of men. So we see by way of introduction, He's giving a new purpose, a new profession to these men. See, in what we have to understand, and sometimes we say, well, I just, it's, it's just not my nature. Some people talking to a complete stranger is a Tuesday. It's Wednesday. It's, it's what they do. They don't have any problem with it. It's their personality. Before a lot of people, we don't even talk to people we know. Much less a complete stranger. You want me to go with you and do what? Knock on somebody's door. I don't even know. I used to do that, but it was always after dark, and we, and we knocked and we ran before they came to the door. But that's, that's a whole other story right there. But uh, you want me to just introduce myself and small talk and then just ask them if they're going to hell. Uh, you, you know, some people can strike up a conversation, and, but you know, it's amazing what the Lord will allow you to do as you submit your will to Him. Because we have to remember, we don't save anyone. Uh, the Lord is the one who saves. Christ is the one, here's the point I want to make by way of introduction, Christ is the one who makes you a fisher of men. Notice the context of the scripture, verse 19, He saith unto them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Don't forget this, don't miss this. Jesus was not searching that day for fishers of men. So let me go find them. They're already out there, and let me recruit them to me. No, he found some who were willing to follow him. And he said, as a result of following me, I will make you fishers of men. No Christian is just born a fisher of men. But he will make you 
a fisher of men. That's why the first thing we have to do is say, I'm following Him. I'm surrendering to Him. I'm going to give my life to serving my Lord and following Him. And And He makes a statement to these professional fishermen that I will make you fishers of men. See, we've got to be reminded that Christ is the one who makes us a fisher of men. We cannot save anyone. We cannot even bring about conviction in the heart of someone. Only the Spirit of God and the Word of God can do that. But as we follow Christ, He will make us. say, well, Pastor, it's just not my nature. If we were honest, it's really not any of our nature, but there's those that are soul conscious because Christ made them into a fisher of men. I could, I, could, I could get bogged down here, and I want to because of the, the outline that I have tonight is we, we have to understand the closer we get to God, the more we, we get a sense of His heartbeat, the more we grow, the more He changes us, the more He'll allow us uh, to be used by Him, including in the area of being a fisher of men. Uh, what He was saying to these men is, I will transform you if you'll follow me. Uh, so many could give testimony tonight of how you've been transformed since you started following Christ. Uh, but be a fisher of men, winning people to Christ is a result of following Him. So don't, don't and I know we've got newer Christians, I know we've got newer people in the church, you haven't been a part of the church long, some of you have been soul winning for, for decades, I understand, but not everybody's that way. Maybe you've been a member for a long, long time, but you've never really gotten involved or really put a focus on how can I be a witness to someone else. Say, Pastor, I just don't see how I could ever do that. Follow Him and He'll make you a fisher of men. Uh, he, will, he will transform you. I don't, ever, I don't see how it, how it would happen. You just get close to Him. You just, you just get into where you, 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 you just allow Him to work in your heart, and you can do it because He will make you into that. He says, I'll make you into a fisher of men. Now, for the rest of my time, and I'm not going to keep it real long tonight. I only have 12 points, so I'm not going to keep it long tonight. I actually only have three tonight. How encouraging is that? But there are several subpoints. So, uh, with the thought of being a fisher of men, the winner of souls, you must remember, uh, just to review the introduction one more time, um, follow Christ and He'll make you. That would be great for, for all of us. Just to, to say, well, I've never done that. Well, won't you let God make you into a fisher of men? Won't you make that a goal of yours? Won't you challenge yourself? So I, I, I want, that's something I want to do. That's something I want to become is a fisher of men. Because you realize you can catch a lot of fish, but, but none of those are going to the other side with you. But a fisher of men, every soul will spend eternity on the other side. There's nothing greater that we can do to be a fisher of men. This idea of fisher of men, are you ready? Three very simple truths. Number one, if you're going to be a fisher of men, you've got to go to where the fish are. How many of you like to, to, to fish? Not for men, but to fish, okay? You have to go to where the fish are, right? Now, some of you can go to Walmart with the aquariums there. and it's, uh, Hey, you go to where the fish are. If we, as the church, are you with me tonight? 
If we as a church are going to be fishers of men, we have to go where the people are. Uh, we, have to go, we have to go where we say, well, we got, we got our church and, and, and we have everything that we need here and uh, we've got a great program and our, my family is saved and, and we have programs for every age and that's wonderful. We can, we can know we have the Word of God and we do and we can preach it faithfully and we can all grow in, as a Christian to become more like our Savior. But if you ignore that those that are out there, uh, none of the, say, well, if they come in, they're going. Pastor's going to preach, and somebody. There's a lot of evangelistic churches, in the fact that if somebody wanders in the door, they'll get they'll get the gospel message. And praise the Lord for that. But if we're going to be fishers of men, we have to go to where the fish are. We can't just sit in here on Sunday morning and hope that fish, the fish, I mean, how many times have you ever been fishing and the fish jump in the boat? Just go out there. I don't need my rod. I don't need my reel. I'm just going to go out there and float and wait for the fish to jump in. Uh, that's not going to happen. Uh, we have to go to where the fish are. Go to where the people are. Be, be aware. I think, and sometimes... Life, as we live this life, and we face the things we face in life, sometimes we get weary. And sometimes we stumble in the church doors, and we're at a point in our life, I just need to be encouraged to get me through the next church service. And you're just trying to keep your head above water. Well, that, that's, I'm glad we have a church that can refresh us. I'm glad we have church where it can encourage us. We're talking about the matter of being a fisher of men. We have to go to where the fish are. You have to be aware of people. I, 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 I'm thankful that I've, I've been around soul winning my whole life growing up here. And when I was in Bible college, um, of course, soul winning was emphasized greatly when, where I went to Bible college. And, and I knew that the Lord had called me to preach, and I, I knew the kind of preacher I wanted to be. I knew the kind of Christian I wanted to be. And, and, uh, and soul winning had always been part of my life, but... As I prayed about what the Lord would have me to do and, and really struggle with some things, I, I knew I had one problem when it came to the ministry. I just didn't like people. That was kind of a problem. Uh, uh, I'm really more of an introvert than an extrovert. Um, I'm happy just keeping to myself and, and, you know, don't bother me. I'm happy like that. Um, now, thankfully... The Lord has changed me through the years. And I can say I don't not like people. I can say I tolerate people now. No, uh, the, Lord is, the Lord has changed. I, that's a prayer that I've pr I prayed and prayed. Lord, change my heart about people. Break my heart about people. Give me a heart for people. Give me a heart for souls. Give me a heart for... You say, well, why, why, why are you mentioning this? Because it's, it's, it's the heart of God. It's something that all, all of us can be a fisher of men. But the thing is, we got to go out where the fish are. I think every member of a Manu Baptist church likes the idea of winning a soul to Christ. Or God using us to be a witness. But you, let's, be just, let's just be blunt and honest tonight. You, you're not going to catch many fish from your couch. You say, well, Saturday I didn't get any. I was here and I didn't get anybody. I want us to get out of it, and I'm gonna, I might get, if I hadn't already been thrown out of the Independent Baptist 
movement, then this will get me thrown out of it. You know, why are we, I don't want to emphasize Saturday morning and so on in time. I think that's hurt us as churches. Well, Saturday morning is so in time. No, I think we ought to always be looking for people. And, and I know there's, there's movements to not call our time on visitation time, but I, I like the emphasis of whenever you come in contact with somebody and the Holy Spirit says, you know, give them a gospel track, you got one on you, and you at least know how to tell your testimony... Invite somebody to church. Uh, but we got to go to where the fish are. Okay, I'll move off of that point. You all ready? Number two, you must fish with the right materials. Uh, I'm not a fisherman. You probably can't tell by looking at me, but I'm not, I'm not a fisherman. Um, uh, so if I'm going to go fishing, I'm not talking about fishing for men. I'm talking, if I'm going to go fishing, somebody's got to equip me. And uh, what I mean by that is... Bring a rod and reel for me, put the bait on it, cast it in there, and hand it to me. That's what I mean by that. I'm, I'm good with that. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a fisherman, but I know how to talk like one. It was this big. I, I, know, how to do, I know how to do that, right, Brother Ernest? I know, I know, I know how, to, how to do that. Um, but you must fish. I know enough about fishing to know you, you must fish with the right materials. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm going to go fishing in a pond, or if I'm going to go offshore saltwater fishing, I probably need a little bit different. Okay, three of you are nodding your head at me, so I'm on the right track. Thank you, Google. I got it. Okay. So, um, uh, I probably, but I need the right materials. Um, We've got to be reminded, I talked about it last, last week, the gospel. And this is just for a moment I want to reemphasize the importance of the gospel. Uh, because there's great movements in our churches to emphasize other things. And uh, membership with the Emmanuel Baptist Church isn't, going to, isn't fishing for men. That's the third Step, the final step of the Great Commission. Win them, baptize, grow. Invite people to church. Be in the habit of inviting people to church. But there's a difference in being a fisher of men and just trying to win some to, to, to church membership. Now, you, you ought to, I want to invite some to church because I know somebody will get saved if they, if they come and hear the gospel. Um, but that's not the hook. Uh, our goal is to see a soul converted, not just to add to the... If, if enough people get saved, you know what's going to happen? The church will grow. Uh, but we've got to make sure that the gospel is what is emphasized. Um, we're, not, we're not trying to pass off an experience. Uh, well, I just feel this, and I, I felt like this, and I, I just, I just, that's, and, and a lot of times you'll get, get through the gospel of somebody, and because it is simple, it is a matter of faith, I just don't know if I feel what I, it's not an experience. That's what I taught on these emerging churches. They want to get people to come to church, not so they can hear the gospel, but so they can have a worship experience 
That's not a fisher of men. We must fish with the right materials. Uh, we're not trying to get anyone to live their best life now. And, and we're not trying to get anyone to find their purpose in life. Um, that's not their salvation. Uh, the gospel is the right material. That's why uh, I'm a preacher of the gospel. That's why we're a gospel-preaching church. Uh, that, that's why we are to, go, to preach the gospel. Uh, we have to have the right materials. Uh, always be armed with the gospel. See, I'm not, the goal is not to have somebody... There's a, um, I'm going to get back to it. There's a lot of terminology that's used today, and it ties in with some of my past teaching, that we don't understand what it de-emphasizes. And it's it's in in I'm not I'm not I have nobody in mind, but there's a push. Every church needs a needs a purpose statement. We need to have a tagline. And I refuse to do it for this simple reason. I don't want anybody in this community or anything that that is the goal. We're fulfilling this. No, I want people to know that the gospel is what transforms. If the gospel, if you get saved through the gospel, and then and then you grow in grace, you're going to do. What is the purpose? The purpose is to win the win the world. The purpose is to win the loss. That's the purpose of the church. A byproduct of us getting together. Am I losing some of you out there? A byproduct of us getting together on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night is encouragement. Is we grow. We learn something else about from the Word of God that helps us grow as a Christian so that we can go win the lost. Uh, we have a, a mission, and it is to be fishers of men. Um, the goal of the Christian is not to do social work. There's nothing wrong with social work. There's nothing wrong with helping people. Matter of fact, there's a lot of teaching in Scripture on how Christians ought to be very mindful of everybody around us. And if we have the power to help somebody, that we, we, ought to, we ought to help them. But that is not the purpose of the church. That should not be the purpose of a child of God. The purpose of a child of God is to be concerned about lost souls. And we must have the gospel. Uh, that's, that, that's why week in and week out... Um, you know, the gospel is, is what is the most important thing. And so as we, as we talk to people about church and we invite people to church, yes, we want to have invitations to come to church. We want to have uh, opportunities to grow. Uh, but what it is that you fish with the souls of men is the gospel. Uh, so the gospel can, I don't want somebody to get upset at me. Uh, they, they ought to have the right to reject the way to heaven. Not all men are going to choose it. But everybody ought to hear it. So they, they have a right to accept or reject it. Uh, so we must fish with the right materials. I am already at number three. Look at that. We're going to be here for a little bit. We must fish in the right way. First, one, first point I mentioned is just is simple. You've got to go to the fish are. Second one's pretty simple. You must fish with the right materials. The third one's pretty simple, too. You must fish in the right way. I bring you back to our text, verse 19. You say, then, then follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. 
Christ is the one that makes us fishers of men. Meaning, it's He who does a work in us that enables us to fish for men. But we must also remember, He says, I will. I will. We must be reminded of whose gospel it is. It's not my gospel. It's not your gospel. It's not a Baptist gospel. It's the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is His gospel. It is His commission. He has commissioned the church. He has commissioned us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. He's the one who has commissioned that. Say, well, Pastor, we understand that. We agree with that. But the, the thought of you must fish in the right way, we must first understand who it is that calls us to follow Him, who it is that does the work in us, whose gospel it is, whose commission it is, because that brings us to this point, we must fish in the right way. Because following Him will do a transformation in us. And what, just very quickly, I'll run a list here. You must fish in the right way. What I mean is, you've got to have a compassionate heart. One reason why some are not fishers of men is because they don't have a compassionate heart. They're saved, their loved ones saved, and that's good enough for them. And we have a promise with our salvation. Hey, you, we, don't have to, we don't have to spend a moment thinking about hell. Because once you're saved, you're saved. No man can pluck you out of the hand of the Father. What a wonderful promise. What a wonderful reminder. But compassion in our heart will compel us. I've got to make a difference. In the life of somebody else. I have got to be a fisher of men because I have that compassionate heart. Has there, has there any... There's, we cannot even fathom the love that Jesus has for you and I. We can't even fathom... Because most of us, when we, the things we say we love, and people who say we love, we don't really love them, we just like them. But Christ has such a deep, abiding love that we can't truly understand it. That He would pay for our sins. That's a, that, 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 is, that, that, is, that is what all love is compared to. The love of the Father. But if you get around Him and say, I, don't, I go back to that, that illustration I used, I just don't like people. Back then, some of you try and get me back to that place in my life, but um, you know, I just. But you cannot study the Son of God without getting a glimpse of the compassion that He had. And if we truly, I'm a, and that's why some, there, 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 you know, there's doctrines out there that believe that 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 you're predestined either to heaven or hell, and this and that. None of that matters. You cannot follow the heart of God and come to that conclusion. Compassionate heart. You must fish in the right way. You've got to care. You know, when, 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 when the, the pastor says everybody's going to heaven or hell, that's not just a good spot to say amen. 
I mean, it is a good spot to say amen, but there's more to it. You have to have a compassionate heart. You have to actually care. You must fish in the right way with a compassionate heart. You must be diligent, sober-minded. Studying your Bible is work. Prayer is work. Most, most, and this is on soul reading, not on prayer and reading your Bible, but most Christians do not read their Bible like they should. They do not pray like they should because they're lazy. You're all mad at me now, aren't you? Because it's work. In our, that's just not, that goes against our flesh. Fishing for men is work. You have to sacrifice time. You, it, 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 it takes, it's, it's labor. You have to be sober-minded, serious-minded about it. You think Jesus is serious about it? He went to the cross for all men. That's pretty serious to me. And when he compelled uh, Peter and Andrew, he knew he was going to the cross he knew where he was going. He said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. I'll show you a compassionate heart. I'll show you a diligence. I'll, I'll show you serious-mindedness. We're going to fish in the right way. We've got to be zealous about it. We're all zealous about something. I hate... I, 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 you know, I, I, I worry about mentioning this, but... It's June, July, August. September's coming. No. Don't curse in the, in the Baptist church house like that. Football season's coming. And I know nobody in here gets worked up about that. And, and don't look down your pharisaical noses. If you're not zealous about that, there's something else you're zealous about. We're zealous about something. But if we're going to fish in the right way, we've got to be zealous about it. We've got to be passionate. Let me ask you a question. This ought to be convicting to all of us tonight. How passionate are you about the things of God? How passionate are you about the winning of souls? If we're going to, if we're going to be fishers of men, we've got to fish the right way. We've got to be passionate about it. We've got to be zealous about it. Uh, time is short. There, there, there comes a night when no man can work. Uh, we've got to remember that uh, our, our life is but a vapor. and We've got to do what we can for God and make it count for God. We've got, we've got to realize when it comes to fishing of men, if we're going to fish the right way, we've got to be zealous about it. We've got to be passionate about it. We've got to be patient. And, this, and, I, and I, I'm hitting on some things because I want us all, just like I mentioned a moment ago, I, I, I don't like, I mean, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to change the title of it, but, but, but I don't like calling Saturday morning soul winning time because we ought to all have soul winning time anytime we come across somebody with an opportunity to give the gospel. So I'm going, to be, I'm going to be mentioning things and saying things through the next several weeks, even after we move, to get us in a mindset where I want us to be as Christians we ought to be looking for an opportunity. If we're going to be fishers of men, we're looking for these opportunities. But we've got to be patient. 
When, when a gospel witness is given, I want them to get saved right then, right there, because it makes me feel good. How many of you remember when you got saved? Didn't that feel good? You didn't even know everything that went on, but so, some would describe it as just a weight dropped off. You know, I, I got saved when I was just a couple months shy of my fifth birthday. I didn't feel a great weight. I felt a weight. But I hadn't sinned as much in my almost five years as you had. No amens on that one, so. <laughs> you would describe another way, but it felt good. You know, this, you know, you know what? Almost as, not as good as that. But you know what feels really good as a Christian? When in your presence, with you holding an open Bible in your hand, or a gospel tract, and somebody you've talked to, in your presence, you watch somebody bow their head. And the best they know how, trust Christ as their Savior. That's the greatest experience in the world outside of our own salvation. I, if I'm going to give a gospel track, I might as well have a prayer right there. It's hot out here. I want, will you hurry? But you got to be patient. And we'll talk about this. You've got to be careful when you give a presentation of the gospel. But you've got to be patient with people. Be patient. Stay with somebody until they're saved. What do you mean? Do I just camp out in their front step? No, it, if we really are compassionate about people and we come across somebody, the Lord allows us to cross their path. I, I can't tell you how many times, oh, I talked to this wonderful person named so and so, and they just wouldn't. They just they just weren't ready. But when are you going back to see them? Uh, you know, scripture tells us that some some plant, some water, some reap. I personally prefer it all happening at one time. That's not the way it always is. We've got to be compassionate. We've got to be diligent. We've got to be zealous. We've got to be patient. I tell you, when I feel like there's lost people in, in church on Sunday, and I preach and I give an invitation for people to get saved, I, quite frankly, I don't know why they don't sprint down. But they don't always come. They don't always. But the seed's got to be planted. Uh, somebody else can water it. And just because somebody comes in and they get saved in an invitation after I preach, that it could have been planted and watered and watered and watered and all that. Well, we're just going to reap the benefits of that. But you've got to be patient. Here's, here's, here's one where a lot, of, a lot of Christians will get off of the, get off of the boat. If we're going to fish in the right way, we have to be holy. I wonder, and this ought to convict us, and I want it to, it needs to. I wonder how many people will go to hell that could have gone to heaven. They would have accepted Christ as their Savior. If Christians would have just been more compassionate. If Christians would have just been more diligent. I wonder how many 
who will be cast into those eternal flames if Christians just cared more. Let's just be honest tonight. If they just cared more. But I wonder also how many more would trust Christ if Christians determined to live holy lives so that the Holy Spirit could work through them and convict the heart of a lost man. But we would rather be ineffective in our soul winning, wouldn't we? Than remove those things out of our life that prevent us from living a holy life. You didn't know pastor was going to turn soul winning into this, did you? But all of us ought to think about this for just a moment. Uh, the excuses that we'll, we'll use to not be a witness. And I believe there's a lot of diligent soul winners. You could win more people to Christ, not through your own strength, but you've quenched the Holy Spirit in your own life. And therefore, because He doesn't have all of you, the, the conviction isn't there that could be there. What's a sobering thought, isn't it? If we're really going to be fishers of men, I didn't say if we're going to believe in soul winning. I didn't say if we're going to be evangelistic. I didn't say if we were going to give to missions, and we should do that. If we're going to be fishers of men, it's what we do. It's who we are. We first have to listen to the call, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. That's the problem with a lot, a lot of people. They don't want to follow. They want to allow him to make them into. He, Jesus was not looking for all of those that were already fishers of men to say, come follow me, let's pool our resources. He was looking for men to follow him so he could make them into fishers of men. And if we're going to be a fisher of men, yes, we've got to go to where the fish are. We've got to use the, the right materials. We've got to have the gospel, and we have it. But we must fish in the right way. We must have compassion. We must be diligent about it. But we must live a holy life. We must have a testimony. Christian, you ask yourself this question. If, all, if, if you witness to those you work with, how valid would your witness be based on your own testimony? Based on the language you use? Based on the things you talk about? Uh, you didn't know you were going to get blindsided tonight, did you? But this ought to be sobering to us. This ought to be, uh, there's souls at the same. Well, I just, I'm not going to surrender. And we tell our young people we should, and they're getting preached to this week. And that give your life, give your life. And I can't tell you how many 18 and 19-year-old young men and young ladies that I've counseled over the last several years who didn't feel God had a call on their life. And I would pose this question to them. What would be wrong in this day we live in with you just living and giving your life to God just to see as many people saved as you possibly could? But what that requires is for you to live a holy life. For us to truly win as many as we can. See, if we're going to 
be fishers of men, we must fish in the right way. If I were to go out, and I love hearing about several of our men, I won't call any names, but they're sitting on this side. And their last name may or may not be Jones, but they like taking these fishing trips. And they'll show you pictures right after the service. I enjoy hearing them tell those stories. Now, now Tony Warren says over here, he, he lies about all of his, so don't, don't, he, he ain't got no pictures to show you. But anyway, that's a whole nother. And now that I think about it, Troy outfishes Bob Hamilton. So uh, anyway, I better get back on the subject here. I, I love hearing, hearing, but I'm going to be quite honest with you. I'd rather hear you talk about how much you enjoy it than me actually do it. I would be a lousy fisherman. We sat out there on that boat all day long, and I'm sitting there thinking, that would be torture. <laughs> I have too much to do. I'd get bored out there. I'd be a lousy fisherman. After 30 minutes, I'm like, oh, well, we tried. Let's go. <laughs> the reason is, is I would not be willing to make the commitment. Because per me personally, I'm not minimizing that. that hey, knock it out. F clean them, fillet them, fry them, bring them to me then. Then, then I'll enjoy them. But, but I'm not ready. I don't want to. I, it's just, I don't want to make the commitment. But it's sad when we use a silly illustration like that and we think about when Jesus says, I'll make you fishers of men. And Christians are just, I just don't want to make that commitment. That's what the church is supposed to be. That's what the church is supposed to do. And the great thing is, anybody can be a fisher of men. I don't have, I don't have the personal, I don't have... Anybody can be a fisher of men. But you got to first follow him. Let him make you into. That's why I'll mention this and I'll be done. Holiness in a church, separation from the world in a church, is directly tied to winning of souls. When a church drops their convictions in separation, soul winning is right behind it. Right behind it. They're tied together. Because if you're going to follow Christ, let me, let me ask you this, and we know Peter had a problem with his mouth, but when he was with the Savior, he didn't have any slip-ups because he was following Christ. And the closer we get to Him, the more it separates us from this world the more we become like Him, He makes us, gives us the ability to be a fisher of men. They, they were, they, God empowered them in, in the presence of the Savior. And then once Jesus ascended to heaven with the Spirit of God, they lived holy lives and God worked through them. That's why when our separation goes, our consecration to the work of God goes. That's how soul winning is going to go. 
See, that's why, and this is, this is just a, a little Bible study piggybacking on this one. That's why I won't succumb to pressure to change this little thing, this little thing, ease up here, ease up there, because I, I can look at the Scripture well enough to know that if our separation goes... I know the soul. Well, you act like this this standard here. You act like this separation here. Like somebody's going to die and go to hell over it. Yeah, not you because once you're saved, you're always saved. But holiness and the winning of souls, the reaching of souls goes together. The reason why, no, I the reason why these churches got to go all the way they are. I'm just going to... Don't tell anybody I said this. They might talk bad about me on the internet. Don't tell anybody I said this. The reason why most of these churches, independent Baptist churches, are going the other way is because the pastor is living an unholy life. Unholy. You watch this this generation that comes up, and and they've had the same Bible handed to them. They've seen it work. And when they say, we got to go a different way, they're going and going, it's because the pastor is living an unholy life holy life they have no power so they got to try and substitute it that's why when churches replace soul winning programs with social programs the separation is always tied to it always tied to it follow him and he'll make you a fisher of men He'll make you a fisherman. Well, I'd really love to have an opportunity to win somebody to Christ. He'll make you a fisherman. Well, that's just not. First step, hand out that gospel track. Strike up a conversation. We've got to make it our focus to reach others with the gospel. You can't have bitterness in your heart. Without quenching the Holy Spirit of God. You can't. You, you can't. If, you, if you're living contrary to what you know God, God wants you, you're limited in your ability. Now, the Bible tells us that the Word of God never returns void. We can stifle that whole, the Holy Spirit and the conviction He has. Oh, we don't have revival today because the old time religion is it's just this. No. We don't have revival today because we don't have people filled with the Holy Spirit of God. We don't have revival. People, people don't win souls because they're not filled with the Spirit of God. If we're gonna win souls, we gotta have that, we gotta do it the right way. And that's have compassion. Be diligent about it. But be separated, be holy. Father, help us to be.